everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Bulletproof Hygiene. I'm so glad to have you joining us this week because this week I am covering the ins and outs of nitric oxide. And to clarify, I did say nitric, not nitrous that we use to get our patients comfortable, but nitric oxide. And they are two very different things. So generally speaking, nitric oxide is a colorless gas and one of the principal oxides of nitrogen. Its formula is NO. The body naturally produces nitric oxide, which then exhibits important functions for our health and well-being. In your body, nitric oxide is the end result of a conversion process where dietary nitrates are turned into this chemical. Nitric oxide is an essential molecule that is vital to numerous daily life functions and processes. It acts as an anti-inflammatory, an antioxidant, neurotransmitter, and vasodilator. It helps promote memory and learning, carries oxygen to our organs, protects against sun damage and skin cancer, regulates digestive enzymes and hormones, keeps our blood vessels dilated and enlarged, increases arousal in both men and women, improves sleep, lowers cholesterol, modulates the inflammatory response, lowers blood pressure, and improves circulation. Just to name a few, ha ha, and the list does go on. It is a really, really important molecule for us. When we are young, most of us produce enough nitric oxide to give our hearts, lungs, brains, and muscles all the energy they need. But as we age, we can become less adept at creating this critical molecule, and our bodies suffer because of it. Our body's nitric oxide levels affect the quality of our lives so much that we should not underestimate its importance. Our body's production of nitric oxide occurs equally through two separate pathways. If one of these pathways begins to diminish, the other will pick up the slack. It's when both pathways aren't functioning correctly that our bodies start to feel the adverse effects of low nitric oxide levels. And some signs of having low NO levels, um, obviously are gonna vary from person to person, but they typically include things like poor vision, a slight difference in body temperature, with, for example, feeling feverish, pains and aches throughout the body, chronic stress, low energy levels, slow recovery times like after a workout, erectile dysfunction, hypertension or high blood pressure, brain fog, depression, and insomnia and other sleep problems. So let's talk about the two pathways that our body makes this. So pathway one um, is called the nitric oxide synthase or NOS pathway. And this process involves converting L-arginine, which is an amino acid, into nitric oxide by the endothelial cells that line the inside of our blood vessels. And as we age, this pathway slowly diminishes. 
and we can help to combat some of that loss through regular exercise and a healthy diet. One habit that can really put a dent in our, in a, in our NOS pathway is smoking. So pathway two is what's called the nitrate, nitrite, nitric oxide pathway. And this is, occurs when our bodies, this is the second way our bodies can produce nitric oxide. And this pathway converts nitrates found in the food, such as root, vegetables, and leafy greens, into NO by healthy commensal bacteria in our mouth. Nitrate is absorbed in the gut and concentrated in the mouth in the salivary glands. First, we have to eat foods high in nitrate. There are nitrate-reducing bacteria that live in the crypts of our tongue that convert that nitrate to nitrite and then nitric oxide. Our saliva then becomes high in the nitrite, and when we swallow our own saliva, we get nitric oxide produced in the inside space of the stomach, provided there is enough stomach acid. 50% of our daily NO production is from our diet and oral bacteria. The process works in a three-way system. You consume enough nitrate from food, you have the right oral bacteria present, and then you have proper stomach acid, and thus nitric oxide is produced. Since NO production has so much to do with our mouths, we as hygienists have to have got to be on the forefront of the mission to help patients understand the dangers of low levels, identify when they are below threshold, and then know what to do about it. And since NO levels play such a crucial role in immunity and anti-inflammatory processes, we've got to consider these levels to promote healing and wellness when we are working to treat disease such as perio. As well as helping to ensure that patients who are healthy are maintaining high levels of NO from a preventative standpoint. So we've got to look at everybody and make sure everybody's in a good place, whether they're healthy or not. So where do we start? Well, obviously testing to see where those patients fall. And nitric oxide testing is super economical and super easy. Nitric oxide test strips are available online. You can get them through Amazon. Um, and it's 25 strips for about 14, 15 bucks. Um, quick and easy to use chair side. You have the results in seconds. And much like the pH strip that turns color, this is the same thing. There's a color change and there's a range on the bottle to show anywhere from low to depleted to threshold to optimal or high. So if you get these strips, and I have been using these strips with my patients, super easy, um, tells you a lot very quickly. So when a patient is low or below threshold, there's several considerations we have to make. Because remember I said, this is kind of a three-way system. So it's consume enough nitrate from food, have the right oral bacteria, and have proper stomach acid. So if consuming enough nitrate from food is the first part of this equation, let's talk about that. So we've got to discuss diet with our patient to ensure they're getting sufficient nitrates. And let me be clear, I'm not talking about the nitrates that are in processed meats like hot dogs and bacon. Those also contain carcinogens. So that's not what we're talking about in this case. So we're talking about nitrate healthy foods. And the typical American diet only contains about 150 milligrams per nitrate per day. We know we need at least 300 milligrams of nitrate, nitrate per serving to lead to any appreciable production of nitric oxide, provided the person has, again, the right oral bacteria and stomach acid production. 
Hey, Bulletproof hygienists. We are excited to announce our 2023 Bulletproof Summit. Mark the date on your calendar and block off patient care because we're going to be in Las Vegas, August 11th and 12th at the Wynn Hotel. Registration is live. Get all the details and jump on the early bird specials by going to bulletproofsummit.com. This is our opportunity to connect with you and your team in person and grow exponentially together. We promise you don't want to miss it and we can't wait to see you there. Sign up today. So some of the best foods that increase nitric oxide levels in the body include beets. Um, they are abundant in nitrates, which the body obviously converts to NO. Meat is a wonderful source of coenzyme Q10, which actually preserves nitric oxide in the body. Citrus fruits are great because they're abundant in vitamin C, which increases the bioavailability of nitric oxide and maximizes its absorption in the body. Garlic is another superfood. It boosts NO by activating nitric oxide synthase, which is an enzyme that supports the conversion of NO from L-arginine. Leafy greens and celery are very rich in nitrates. Dark chocolate mm, is abundant in flavanols, which promote optimal levels of nitric oxide. Pomegranate, the pomegranate juice protects nitric oxide from oxidative damage. Nuts and seeds are high in arginine, which is crucial for producing nitric oxide. And lastly, watermelon, which is a, a great source of L-citrulline, um, which is also vital for NO production. So those are the high nitrate foods, but also I mentioned some of these in that you want to choose a diet rich in antioxidants because those prolong the life of nitric oxide in the body by stopping the breakdown caused by free radicals. The best antioxidants to help boost nitric oxide in the body include vitamin C, vitamin E, glutathione, and polyphenols. So besides dietary modifications, because we all know we have those patients that are just not willing to eat their veggies, unfortunately. Um, and I, you know, I feel like a large portion of the population now is, is always looking around for supplements and the easy buttons. So um, you can boost your NO levels by taking dietary supplements, um, but it's really important that those supplements are high quality. And I want to just give props to Dr. Nathan Bryan. Um, he is amazing. He has studied nitric oxide for two decades. He's published hundreds of peer-reviewed studies and has dozens of um, has issued dozens of patients on nitric oxide technology, and has published a book I highly recommend if you want a deeper dive. It's called The Nitric Oxide Solution, again by Dr. Nathan Bryan. You can find that on Amazon. So if you're finding this topic interesting and you want to know more. Um, you can research, you know, Dr. Nathan Bryan, all kinds of articles come up or check out that book, The Nitric Oxide Solution. He knows his stuff. But according to him, there are literally hundreds of nitric oxide products on the market. And most of these date back to 1998 after the discovery of nitric oxide won the Nobel Prize in medicine. And these initial products contained L-arginine and or L-citrulline. And there's really never a condition where people are deficient in L-arginine. So he says, therefore, taking an L-arginine product will not lead to any improvement in NO production, especially in patients that have endothelial dysfunction. In people that are nitric oxide deficient, the NOS enzyme doesn't work. Furthermore, at least two clinical trials have demonstrated that giving L-arginine can actually make things worse. 
So he says there are four questions you must ask yourself when considering a nitric oxide product for your health and wellness. And those four questions. So the first one is, does the actual product have any published clinical trials in humans? So clinical trials are expensive and risky, so you must have confidence that your product works. Very few companies actually put their product to the ultimate test in clinical trials. The second question to ask is, does the product have any issued patents? Innovation and product superiority can be distinguished by issued patents. Look for patents on the products. Number three is, is the technology licensed from a reputable university or medical school? This will ensure that there was actually research and some intellectual property on the, pri on the product or product technology. Any company can put ingredients together, but it does not mean that there is science or any valid research to back it. Is the formulator an expert in nitric oxide and have they published in the NO field? And then lastly, is the company a reputable company? There are many companies making nitric oxide products since it is recognized nitric oxide, since it is recognized that nitric oxide is very important to health. Look for companies that are focused and centered on nitric oxide product technology. Most pharmaceutical companies have failed at making a safe and effective efficacy NO drug or product, so highly unlikely that supplement companies can make an effective NO product. So really kind of dig in, do your research, look for studies, look for research. Um, I didn't include it, but he does talk about, you know, the kind of the fad right now on this is there's a lot of beet supplements, the beet chews. Um, and he did say that there's not really any of those that pass this test. So um, you really want to do your research. And I want to go on to say, as bulletproof hygienists, I know we are doing all we can to treat any active periodontal infection driven by oral pathogens that fight to take over the oral microbiome. So that's a big issue. You know, we talked about having, you know, eating the right diet, but then also having the right oral bacteria present. So we know if we are overloaded with pathogens and we're in dysbiosis and we have infection, that's going to be problematic for us making proper NO levels. So we've got to address that first. But it's kind of like the, the two-sided coin because we really need to have great NO levels to be able to fight off infection because it helps run the immune system. So those are the patients you really do want to be talking about. Hey, what are you eating? Let's get the right foods in here. We're going to go on and talk a little bit more about what we need to be mindful of in the mouth. But you know, getting those pathogens under control is really, really important in this process in this process. Um, obviously, we are always promoting good oral hygiene for each of our patients on the daily. I know we all talk ad nauseum about how to brush and floss properly and what frequency and when and how to use stimulants and rubber tips and water picks and proxy brushes and how and why to tongue scrape. So on that note, what I'm about to say can be unsettling for those of us hygienists that have been around for a while, and even more so for our patients. So if you haven't heard this, new research came to light just last year in 2022, and it was published in the journal Frontiers in Cellular and Infection Microbiology. And it shows that an antiseptic compound found in mouthwash destroys friendly, healthy commensal oral bacteria that help maintain normal blood pressure levels. This study looked specifically at chlorhexidine used for a one-month period, but many of the over-the-counter rinses, such as Listerine, that tout killing 99.9% .9 of bacteria, they're not lying. They killed the good stuff too. 
And since it's the good bugs that convert nitrates to nitrites, reducing the healthy commensal microflora can drive high blood pressure and disrupt all of the other processes I mentioned earlier. We know that more than 200 million Americans wake up every day and use an antiseptic mouthwash. This represents over half of the US population. If you use such a mouthwash, you receive no nitric oxide benefits from eating a diet enriched in dietary nitrate. I wanna say that again, because I think that's pretty amazing. If you are using such a mouthwash, you receive no nitric oxide benefit from eating a diet enriched in dietary nitrate. And that makes sense because if we don't, you've got to have all three pieces in place to produce nitric oxide. So you can eat all those really healthy nitric nitrate foods, but if you're using a daily mouth rinse, it's killing off all of your good commensal bacteria, all those healthy bacteria in the tongue crits, you're not going to convert it. So this is a really important process and something we've got to talk to our patients about. So I have been doing this recently, instructing my patients to stop the use of over-the-counter rinses, um, especially those patients that I'm seeing with high blood pressure. Um, and for those that have been doing it for a long time, I seriously get that like deer in a headlight stare and they're like, well, wait, what? You don't want me to do that? Like, what, what am I supposed to do instead? Like, it's such a foreign concept. I'm like, I know, I know this is different. So what I've been saying and what I've been doing is, you know, just saying, hey, in an effort, you know, you've been using this for a long period of time, which means we don't have those good healthy commensals there. So let's, instead of using a rinse, let's put those healthy commensals back. So in an effort to promote having the good bugs, I have been recommending a good oral probiotic tablet instead of a rinse. Um, and again, especially for those patients that have been using it for a long time, and we know they've, and, and when I look at their test, I see they have depleted NO levels. Um, there are many out on the market now. Um, I am a user of Probiora. Um, I think I'm going to start using some Cellulife. They have different strains that I like. There's, um, you know, the Bliss strains, hyperbiotics. There's, there's a lot out on the market now. Um, and I think I'm hoping this is where the future of dentistry is going. Um, but that, that is a good alternative for those patients that are like, wait, what, what, what am I going to do? This is so weird. Um, so if we've increased our nitrate and antioxidant intake with a healthy diet, and we've ensured good healthy oral microbiome, then lastly, we've gotta make sure there's good stomach acid present because that is part of the process. So the issue is that there are over 100 million prescriptions written every year for proton pump inhibitors or PPIs as we know them. Things like Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacid, and the purpose is to reduce stomach acid and manage issues like reflux, GERD, ulcers, and other GI issues. Because of the availability of over-the-counter antacids like Tum and Alka-Seltzer, there may be another 100 million Americans that take those products. They're not reported by the prescription data. Studies are showing serious and significant side effects from long-term PPI use. And obviously, I am not a GI doc, so you know this is a very careful situation, you know, I can't just say to my patients, hey, stop taking that Nexium that you've been on for years. But I, I do think there's a space for us to educate our patients, especially if we're doing a chair-side NO test and they're de depleted below threshold. And we see that they're, you know, taking one of those PPIs or they're consistently using the over-the-counter antacids. I think this is a conversation that we've got to have. 
um, you know, talking about diet and, and maybe instead probiotics again for the gut, um, for our patients with those GI issues as a better way to manage things while increasing NO production, because this is insane. But when we do that, that also helps with digestion. <laughs> it's one big circle. So, I mean, I think, like I said, I think it at least warrants the recommendation of discussing it with their physician who prescribed the medication, as well as doing some research on their own of side effects of some of these PPIs, because there's a lot coming to light about it. Um, I think I saw an article the other day about a, a, a link with dementia as well. So I just think they're not as great as I think we thought they were, maybe, um, and especially when it comes to NO production. So... I feel like I have shared a ton of possibly new information today. This is kind of outside the box. This isn't something that we're hearing a whole lot about yet, but I hope it is going to be something we're hearing a whole lot more about. Um, hopefully though, the hamster's spinning in its wheel. <laughs> I've got everyone thinking towards next steps. Um, and to sum up a, the discussion today, I just kind of want to remind like, this is where, when you're kind of thinking, okay, this makes sense to me, next steps. Go ahead and order some strips, test yourself, test your team, like get comfortable with that part because that's super duper easy. It's literally, depending on which test strip you get, it's either putting some saliva on your finger and putting on the strip or rubbing the strip directly on your tongue. Um, super, super easy on that front. And then remembering that it is a result of poor diet, use of antiseptic mouthwash, also antibiotics. If you've had patients whose GIs are, are really messed up because of antibiotics um, and then antacids. This is why the majority of Americans have become nitric oxide deficient. We in the dental field have a front row seat to this issue. And since our goal as Bulletproof Hygienists is to promote, educate, and help our patients obtain optimal oral health, we cannot afford to keep our heads in the sand. And honestly, I would love to hear from those of you who are doing nitric oxide testing with me or have questions about doing it, or have some great supplement suggestions, or great wins in this arena. Um, if you're like, I've never heard of this in my life, and I don't know what to think about it, and I have some questions, then please come at me with those too. So come join us on our Mighty Network if you haven't yet, or just chime in if you're already a member. But um, Mighty Network, you just it's a free app you download on your phone, and then search Bulletproof Hygiene, free to join, come be part of the community, come be part of the discussion, let's get better together. And better yet, I would say come have a face-to-face -face conversation with us in person at our annual Bulletproof Summit, which is happening this August 11th and 12th um, in Las Vegas at the Wynn Hotel. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. Um, for more information, just go to bulletproofsummit.com. But I'm super excited to share this information with you guys today. Um, I've kind of been wrapping my head around it, honestly, for about the last year. And the more I learn, the more passionate I get. And I just it just makes so much sense. If we're going to do this in a comprehensive way, then I think we've got to be looking at all the pieces of the puzzle. So I hope this is another piece that you can fit into your puzzle and come chat about it if you want to. Everyone have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.